Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son, and we're talking bears. All right. All right. Are we excited? This is like off the freaking chain. This was a phenomenal draft. I'm going to just start off with phenomenal. Uh, that's my <laughs> okay. Video. Okay. Off the easy. Let's go. Off the easy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do we all agree? Great draft. Great draft. Great draft. I like it. I think it's I like underrated. It. I think it's underrated. Um, underrated. Wow. Yeah. Underrated. Well, let's dig in, man. Let's 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 dig. You want to start at the top? Now let's work from the bottom to the top. Are right, you kind of? I'm with it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's work away from the bottom to the top. So, uh, if if I have this right, <laughs> let me pull it up. Um, going all the way to the bottom of the draft, seventh round, seventh round, pick number uh, uh, two fifty eight. Almost Mister Relevant, Stanford defensive back Kendall Williams. Kendall Williams, yeah. Kendall Williams. What do we? Mr. Mr. Somewhat Irrelevant. Um, <clears throat> I, I think this one is just kind of a, you know, Poles likes taking um, safeties late in the draft. Last year he took, um, what's his name, out of UCLA. Um, oh, man, why is his name escaping me right now? It's super early in the morning, that's why. Um, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the second safety he's taken super late in the draft. Um, just kind of like everybody else, good measurables. Um, maybe didn't put everything together on tape. And this kind of gives him a chance to be a core special teams guy, um, you know, roster bubble guy. You know, as the 10th draft pick in the class, it's hard to stand out. And unfortunately, he doesn't as this pick. But again, you know, this is a, a very low floor um, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no downside. Yeah, exactly. There's no downside. He, he's a special teams player. He's a If he's in, we had a lot of injuries. Facts. You know, if he gets in on a, on, a, on regular downs, we had a lot of energies. Yeah, okay. Elijah Hicks. That's the name I was trying to think of. Yep, yep, Sorry. yep. And, and he actually played pretty well when he got in. Yeah, he did. He did. He said that um so really honestly when you're when you're this late in the draft you're like an it guy we know about that you're not supposed to be heard from if you're heard from it's a problem right you're just supposed to do your job quietly <laughs> get in on a play nobody's supposed to be calling your name from a negative right. standpoint right? right it's like all right so that guy made a tackle or he got a pass defense good good all right we'll see a little more from him next year let's jump on up let's let's move forward uh seventh round 218 kennesaw state defensive lineman travis bell mm -hmm. travis bell so uh, like this one. <laughs> you know what honestly i just like the fact that we are building kind of like last year he grabbed a ton of offensive linemen because we had to grow our offensive line. 
So this year he poured in from the draft a ton of defensive linemen because we have to grow our defensive line, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, these are these are camp bodies, um, but you know, guys that you're going to obviously give three or four years to develop to, um, and you just get big, strong guys that are athletic to sit at the back of the roster and just push toward the front of the roster. And you know, some of these guys won't make it over the next few years, All right. but if they stay for years then I'm not saying they can be a staple, but they can probably be a good reserve, you know? And that's that's that, that's important. Like, you got to have depth. And you're either going to go out and buy depth and free agency, or you're going to draft depth and let it grow. Yeah. And, and I, I prefer this method to, to Ryan Pace's method of, you know, like you said, buy it in free agency or just not have depth at all and just have a very thin, top-heavy roster um, that, that was what he seemed to do year after year. And the injuries kind of derail us when you have this kind of like built depth that comes out of the draft, man, it's next man up, you know? Right. Um, and this guy, um, man, they love him as a person. They love how hard of a worker he is. He went to Kennesaw state. He's the first player ever drafted from Kennesaw state mm. ever. That's big. So, yeah. That's like, big. So uh, he's got I, something I, to prove. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A, they didn't have a football program at all until 2015, if, I, if I'm correct. Wow. So this is a brand new kind of like football school. And uh, man, congrats to him on being the first player drafted out of it. Congrats to, you know, Poles and the team for identifying him. You know, man, talk about a small school. <laughs> right. Mine is somebody, a diamond in the rough. So we'll see what he can contribute. But And, and you know, hey, hey, Scotty Pippen. Right, hey. came out of a small school. Oh, I was about to say, where are we going? Where are we going with this? No, I'm just saying. You know, you never know. You Racist never know. coaches, huh? <laughs> no. You know, think about yeah, Scotty Pippen came out of a small school. No, for not, sure, for sure. Could not drive left when he started as a rookie. He literally would pass if 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 a defender standing completely on his right and he had a left line to the lane, he'd give the ball up. That's where he started. Mm. So you never know these guys that really haven't been groomed but have a lot of talent, How right. what their ceiling is. You just don't know. And that's going to be a recurring theme of this draft, you're going to notice. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I like I like polls. Uh, and, you know, in the past, we he hasn't – the last season, he didn't have all these picks, uh, and, he, and he picks up top – um, so, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I've seen tape on these guys. Um, like you all said, there'll be guys that we don't expect to hear from um, these lower guys in the draft. But I feel like Poles has done a good job identifying those guys on the team who, who are just the right guys for the locker room, the guys to come in there and challenge the other guys in those spots. And, uh, and like you all said, just growing the defense, growing the offensive lines. And I just feel like it's good to have high caliber guys in there, good good character guys in there, just so that we keep the the, the team morale, the team energy, and everybody stays on on, on pace. Yeah, on pose. <laughs> For sure. So moving up, now we start to get a little to think of it. Terrell Smith mm. did out of Minnesota, uh, drafted in the fifth round, 165th overall. Um, you know, hey. Big Ten 
corner, you gotta, you're going to play against some decent competition. And you're going to play against some, hey, the number two overall quarterback you had to face multiple times. Um, so that that's, you know, they're, 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 I don't have a problem with going with a Big Ten corner. Uh, matter of fact, obviously, an Illinois corner was very early chosen in, right. the, uh, uh, in the draft. <clears throat> but that, that's that's good competition. You you've had some fights. You've had some games. You know you've had to go into the big house. You know you've had to play under some conditions and some pressure. Uh, you've had to play inside and outside in bad weather and good. You know so so I'm you know I I don't have a problem with a Big Ten corner and uh, uh, you know I'm okay with this pick also. All right. Yeah, it's um, it's a really underrated pick. I think um, Terrell Smith is a guy who kind of like bloom. He was like a late bloomer, um, so to speak. He he really didn't start performing really well until his senior year, um, and and polls and his team kind of identified him, kind of the same way everybody did. You know, everybody just kind of got to his film late. He really wasn't high on anybody's draft boards, like in, you know, in the public, uh, you know draft space uh this is you know a typical polls pocket pick um i love it personally i think he's a really physical guy i think he's got the 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 athleticism to be able to bang with guys on the outside and then of course he's going to be a decent special teamer as well i like it man last last season that was one of the only uh the, the secondary was one of the only um you know, positives, I feel like, are something to, to look look forward to on the defensive side. So I like that we're still growing at that and adding some more competition on that side and just getting tougher, man. Just getting tougher. Yep. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick. I like that they I like that polls. Uh I mean, of course, we all knew that we needed to protect Justin Fields. We don't want our superstar quarterback dying on the field. But I I, I love that they addressed the defense in the draft. I love it. I love it because that's one thing that we can say last year. We were competitive. It was good to see our guys get out there on, on offense and see Justin Fields start to figure his game out on the on the NFL level. Um, but now I, I just stop like anybody. This, you said what? We couldn't stop anybody last we year. Couldn't, we couldn't stop anything. We couldn't stop anything. So I just love to see the the, the bodies, the, the talent, the young talent he's putting out there um, on, the, on the defensive side. Because I feel like our offense, not to say – uh, there weren't things to address. Of course, they were. But I feel like we were able to be competitive because we had fields leading the way. So I like the, the focus and attention on building the defense through the draft. Yeah, I Definitely. think seven of our 10 picks were spent on defense. Right. So, I mean, yeah, but investing heavily like offense, we really had one big hole we needed to fill after free agency. It was done. Uh, and I was right tackle. And we'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, I think he did a great job just, you know, kind of adding talent, adding depth. Uh, you know, our fourth round picks we'll discuss in a moment as well. But uh, defense was was the order of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. And and um, next up, fifth round, 148 overall, Oregon linebacker, <laughs> Noel Sewell. Mm -hmm. um, this is the Panay Sewell's brother from the Lions. Um, mm. This kid is a big, strong kid, six, one and a half, six, two, 250 odd pounds that but yet can still run a four six four forty um and strong kid bench press 27 reps 
at 225 pounds. So, you know, just just a big, strong Samoan linebacker. You can't go wrong. Right. Like, go, go <laughs> knock somebody out. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, and that's what he does well. He's a thumper, man. He's he's a guy who comes in and sets a tone. He's a guy who comes in and, and really takes no mess. I think he's definitely a guy who uh, last year, had he come out, would have been drafted much more highly. We're talking a second or third round pick last year. And – you know, some coaching changes happened in Oregon. Uh, he really didn't get the shine in that defense that he maybe deserves. Like Detroit picked Jack Campbell in the in the first round, wildly, we'll add. Um, but this guy, Noah Sewell, it ran a faster 40 than he did, benched more than he did. He doesn't have the size maybe that Jack Campbell has, but uh, and maybe the lateral <laughs> lateral agility isn't where we want it to be necessarily, but man, who does that sound like? It sounds kind of like a, a Jack Sanborn type. Right. He's definitely a guy, you know, he's instinctive. He's fast. He can, he can really find the ball carrier. He can really find his way to the ball. He has good instincts. Uh, I think this dude will, will contribute more uh, on, on defense than special teams in his first year. Wow. Yeah, that's, that would be a big sentence because we have a, a, an incredible linebacker core. So if he just even gets to rotate in there. Um, right. and, and I think, you know, hey, he lives up to that Samoan tradition of his toughness. If he gets to rotate in there, he's going to want to make his presence felt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I think I think he will. I think that's part of Poles and Eberflus' style. I think they want to just fill that roster with depth. So that when a guy decides like, hey, you know, I can't run full speed on this rep, they can sub themselves out and another guy comes in who can and who who will run that full speed, who will hit that hole hard, who will take on that block and, and be able to stack and shed. Like, this is what we're trying to we're trying to get to. We're trying to have this competitive depth at every position, not just linebacker, you know. So I, I think this yep, is yep, yep, working. for sure. Yeah, then we go to the, hey, we're starting to get up in the higher picks. So we grab a Cincinnati wide receiver, Tyler Scott, uh, 133rd overall. Uh, Cincinnati's been traditionally a tough, tough competitor. So I, I like grabbing kids out of there. Um, kind of, you know, they burst on the map a little while ago you know, back when the Kelsey brothers were there um, and hey, they've, they've been producing product. So uh, I have absolutely no problem with a with a speedy ride receiver out of Cincinnati. Mm. Yeah. And again, this is like one of Justin Fields' favorite type of targets. He's, he's fast. He's a separator. He, he can get downfield in a hurry can cause some some matchup problems downfield if you've got like a fourth corner you got a safety on this guy man this dude is not going to be you know a starting guy but you know you put him in the slot let him learn behind a guy like Mooney let him learn behind a guy like DJ Moore um you know get his route running refined that was his biggest knock he didn't really run a complex route tree at Cincinnati but the routes he did run man it was like you know if he was going to run a speed in like, man, he was going to run the heck out of that speed in <laughs> and you were going to have to really, really cover it, you know. So um, I want to say almost every one of his touchdowns was 20 yards or more. 
So this is a shot guy. This is like a deep route. You go take the top off the defense and let our guys work underneath. And if you get open, you know Justin going bombs away, man. He ain't got no fear. So uh, I like this pick a lot. This is definitely hey, a I, I can see him, you know, fitting in in a situation where maybe we have four wide. Um, and and maybe even, even with that four wide, we do a little bit of, uh, <clears throat> you know, some way to either play action or just let the running back stay in and block. And, you know, keep most of the guys on short to medium and let this guy fly over the top. They may ignore him, you know, like, like they may ignore him. They may, they may not think anything about it. You got to cover Mooney, Claypool and DJ Moore, Cole Komet and, and either Khalil Herbert or Dante Foreman or Roshan Johnson coming out the backfield. Man, this guy is, this guy. Forget all about this guy. Right. This guy is an afterthought until he starts taking the top off of him, man. Right. Right. And it's, it's just an issue. You know, you you design a play to get this guy one on one against the safety. Dude. And dude. Good four, night. Nine, man. Four three nine in the 40, man. Deuces. Right. Good we night. Bye. <laughs> man. There are very few safeties that can run with that. Right. And you design a play to get him wide open on a safety, running away from the guy. Uh and, and like you said, I mean, we've got so much talent at receiver. And tight end after, I mean, after the draft, you you could even go in a different setup. You could go where you've got uh, him, DJ Moore, Mooney, Tunyon, Komet out there mm. as the receiver. You gotta you gotta watch everybody, right? And you're gonna ignore this guy. It's like goodbye. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's a and he's a guy who has a lot of a lot of athletic upside. Uh, this is another theme in the draft. Very, very athletic guy, very explosive guy. Uh, maybe not the biggest, but, uh, man, he can move. He's, he's a fighter, and he has a ton of room to grow. He didn't play wide receiver, I want to say, until, I want to say, his, like, senior year of uh, of high school or until he got to Cincinnati. He's very, very raw. And, and man, if he's this good already, people thought he was going to go in, the, in the, maybe the third, third, fourth round at the latest. Because that's how quick he is. That's how explosive he is. Wow. So we got him in the fifth uh, or fourth round, late fourth round. So, man. Hey, it, it's pick. nice to have one more, you know, th- this this basically replaces uh, uh, the speed of like a Dante Pettis type guy. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully with much better hands. <laughs> right. We'll, right. we'll see about that that's maybe the, the biggest knock on him is right. he, he wasn't the most consistent catching the ball um Again, all right so fourth oh, round man. 115 Roshan Johnson Texas running back what do y'all think about this pick I mean this is the guy that was behind in the shadow <laughs> right right mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh um now he's now he's getting an opportunity with us. Right. You know, a, I don't think we see him a lot because we have Khalil Herbert and his six yards of carry, and we have uh, uh, Dante with his five and a half yards of carry. So he's going to get in there, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a David Montgomery is what I'm hearing that he just breaks tackles and at six foot two twenty. That's. Coming. That's a load out of the backfield. 
He's six, yeah. six foot 225. You get your pads low. That's not fun. Tackling him is not going to be fun. So I, I like this pick. I think this pick has a lot of distance in our team. Um, and if we if we do the kind of Kansas City keep rotating running backs, I can see this guy getting a lot of touches over the next few years. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of versatility too, man. He's a he's a bumper in the backfield. Um, you know, when they when they would blitz at Texas, a lot of times he was he was left in the block. You know, uh, Bijan, you know, gets a lot of shine for his hands. And, yeah, he, he's got great hands. But, you know, Roshan can catch a little bit, too, out the backfield. I think the biggest thing on passing downs for him is man, that dude will block. That guy will get in there. He'll hit a linebacker in the chest. He'll hit a DN in the chest. He doesn't care. He does all the little things well. He does all the things you want an NFL player to do. Uh, he had a great uh, coach. Man, I listened to a podcast where Tashar Choice – uh, former running back in the NFL. I think he was a Jaguars guy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he, he was his coach. He was his running back coach over there at Texas. And, uh, man, he loves that guy. All the scouts love that guy. Ryan Poles loves that guy. So this is a dude who we're talking on a leadership level. He's, he's like, right up there with Justin Fields in terms of his work ethic, in terms of, uh, you know, who he is as a guy. You know what I mean? So I think he'll be a great locker room guy to replace what we lost with Monty. Um, and this is, you know, this is another reason why you don't pay running backs, man, because we got this dude worth around. He's going to be cheap as hell for the next four years. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, I, I like the pick. I like the, the by committee. I think we've replaced Monty now with Dante Foreman and this guy. So, and, and I like, you know, the one knock, the historical knock. I mean, back when, back before I had a beard with my dad complaining about the bears is letting great guys go guys with character and leadership and not replacing them. And yeah. just thinking somebody on the roster who couldn't beat them out for their job is now <laughs> going to be the yeah. equivalent. Well, we're not playing that game anymore. We let Monty go. It was tough. We all loved him. And he was a great presence on the team and great attitude, great spirit. And, um, you know, they went out and got two guys that that should be able to do his job at the level he did it. And that's got to be that that's a different Bears than we've even seen, even even in the years when we were phenomenal, like the Peyton years where, you know, we were arguably the best team in football ever, you know. And I know the 72 Dolphins want to argue that point forever, but, you know, that, that'll just be an ongoing argument because <laughs> yeah. we did give up that loss to the Dolphins <laughs> and Dan Marino. Um, but, you know, here, here we are sitting back, uh, uh, but, but, you know, to, to make our argument, we did say in the middle of the season we were going to win the Super Bowl, and that did get everybody fired up, and they still couldn't do nothing about it. But, That's you know. Right. <laughs> right so uh uh you know but but this is that type of this is different it's different when we both in free agency and the draft replace a starter that was at the heart of the team that also think about the morale aspect for that you know yeah it's a business and we know sometimes guys leave sometimes guys get traded but when you don't just leave a hole right you know i mean 
I don't I don't want to earn a job because you fired all the people that were better than me. That's going to make me feel bad about myself, right? right. I want to beat them, take their job. And as soon as somebody I'm else comes, right. they're taking your spot. Yeah, because right. you weren't right. the guy. Like, right. So wait, right. it's my turn because you fired all the guys that were better than me? Right. That That's just, and how's, how are even my teammates going to respect me? They don't. They don't. And it's just like, as soon as we get some money to replace you, we will. It's, this is kind of <laughs> how it is. It's kind of like, I'm tired of this car. But I just can't get another one right now. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man! So moving up, uh, defensive line. This is where we're starting to get in the thick of it. Third round, pick sixty-four overall. Our three-one pick. Uh, we're definitely in the thick of it. Defensive line, Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. This kid, three hundred and four pounds, six foot four. Uh, and freaking just huge. Uh, runs a 489 at 304 pounds. Um, the only thing I'd say, he actually bent only bench pressed 22. So he didn't even bench press as much as the Sewell brother. Um, but, you know, he, he, he's got a motor and uh, he can get it done. Yeah, but I mean, uh, to that bench press number, I mean, when you got longer arms, those bench press numbers drop. I think, I think comparatively, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have plenty of strength, but uh, you know, he's definitely gonna have to improve that as you know he he kind of grows in the system and in the NFL as well. He's gonna have to get in the weight room. But uh, I, man, this is a dude I really like in terms of his explosion, in terms of his lower body like generating push. Um, if you watch his tape, he gets upfield in a hurry like uh, uh, really, really fast, like to the, to the point where, man, like as a, as a bigger body interior, this dude could be, if he, you know, if he develops probably as a third round pick. So obviously he's got some, he's got some work to do and some ways to go, but man, he could develop into a starting three tech, um, especially at that size, um, you know, that kind of, that kind of lower body strength, being able to shoot those gaps. Uh, I really like this pick at 31. I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't really have any any kind of like anticipation that he was getting picked, that he would be on our roster. But man, he's really turned out to be a a, a pleasant surprise. Absolutely, he's he's huge and he can move. Absolutely, and and, and that's 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 powerful. Yeah, and we needed that athleticism. We need that like just just raw physical ability in the middle of that defense because we we really haven't had it right we just have not had a guy that's really big really strong really fast long arm like where was that guy last year who was that you know that just, guy was on the other team I was say, he was wearing a jersey <laughs> I know he was wearing a jersey for sure for sure yeah that guy was on the other team and we were concerned man Exactly. We, were, we were seriously concerned. Yeah. Hey, uh, moving on up. Uh, pick second round, pick 56, Tyreek Stevenson, defensive back out of Miami. A six foot, was he about 215? Six foot 215 is a big kid for, for DB. Um, and playing uh, 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 shh, playing for Miami, he plays some really good competition, man. Mm-hmm. He faced some, he has some games. What are you guys thinking? 
like it, man. I like it. Uh, we spoke on it earlier. Um, one of the one of the, the positives in our defense last year. I like that they're continuing to add to it. Um, there was some 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 things we needed to address, but I think that's good. He'll be able to learn out there with the with the uh, secondary we got. Expecting great things. Yeah, and I think you know with this, you're you're bringing in guys. Uh, you're bringing in defensive backs that just can kind of fill that room. So the 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 uh, I, honestly, I think Kendall Vildor is our question mark, right? And you start to fill a room with guys that can take his job. Yeah, if Kendall Vildor is a question mark, man, this guy is the answer. Uh, like this is this is the third second round corner. Our our defensive backs we have. Three first or three second round picks, sorry, uh, in Vildor or not Vildor, Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, and now Tyreek Stevenson. Three second round picks as our starting corners, a second round pick as our starting strong safety. Eddie Jackson, who we know uh, has, has all pro in him uh, year in and year out as one of the best safeties in the NFL. Um, man, like this is a scary secondary that people are going to have to face. Tyreek Stevenson is a guy who he's got the, the press man kind of ability where, you know, if if we've got Justin Jefferson going off on one side of the defense because Jalen Johnson has the other side locked down, we can send him over there to that other side and say, look, if he's in the slot, if he's on the outside, that's your responsibility. Go guard Jalen, uh, not Jalen, uh, Justin Jefferson. You know, go guard Amon Ross St. Brown. Get your hands on him at the line of scrimmage. Don't let him off the line. And he's going to be nasty with him. He's going to be physical with him at the catch point. He's long. Six foot 215. Yeah, man. He's, corner, he's, got, man. he's got freaking dang near 20 pounds on Justin Jefferson, you know. So uh, this is definitely a, a kind of a chess move to try to answer that, um, you know, receiver craze where, you know, Devontae Adams was doing it. Uh, you know, Christian Watson was doing it uh, in Green Bay later in the season when he learned how to catch. Uh, you know, it was, you know, you just move away from Jalen Johnson to the other side of the defense and suddenly you got some open space. So uh, this kind of is the answer that he's sticky. He's strong, man. He's he's going to contest every single inch of grass. Uh, and, and I love this guy. I love his tape. Yeah, I'm, I am truly excited again um, you know, if, if Vildor's our number four, we're doing good. This guy takes this job and Vildor, because Vildor stepped up. Last year was better than any other year he's ever played for us. But if he loses his job to this kid, I'm happy. Yeah. And I think we're, we're significantly tougher. 100%. Love that. Second round, 53rd overall pick, Gervon Dexter Sr. (laughs) 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 Wow. That's all I can say is wow. When you look at tape of this guy, he takes out double teams like he's moving through a peanut butter sandwich. He just ripped This kid is like, he is a beast. It's it's not even right, man. The way he just moves through, moves through competition, man. And, you know, playing uh, 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 in, in the SEC, come on, man, this boy's faced some competition. They, they got him uh, beating up Will Levis. I mean, he, this kid's doing his thing. 
Yeah, I love this kid. Um, this is probably our most controversial pick. A lot of people didn't have Gervon Dexter high on their draft board. A lot of people really didn't think that he did a lot um, in college, and that's fair. But he didn't do a lot because that wasn't his job. His job, he was literally the QB spy as a defensive tackle, as a 6'6", 315-pound guy. He was sideline to sideline with mobile QBs playing against Bryce Young, like you said, Will Levis. Uh, you know, this dude would run them down. He would run them down. And if he didn't get them to the ground, he was chasing you so you couldn't turn the corner. And as a big, historically explosive DT, we're talking, this dude is, what, 6'6", 315. There, he is in the top, I want to say, 40 guys athletically that have tested in, you know, combine, pro day, whatever, in terms of his relative athletic score, Ras, he's he's like top 43, 45, something like that, since like 1987. We're talking incredibly explosive. I want to say his weight, his long jump, or his broad jump, rather, is, is like top three, top three in defensive tackles that have been selected since like 87. That's insane his size and his weight and and he didn't it doesn't show on tape because he didn't he didn't have to penetrate he was too gapping he was doing you know reading the guard he was watching what the offense was doing and reacting to it instead of just getting upfield and breaking the play and that's what he's going to be doing here he's just get upfield and break shit that's his job here and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna really enjoy watching him prove his doubters wrong hey hey i i i'm gonna love it I'm going to love it. I think, you know, this is one of those things where by bringing in that core group of linebackers, having really tough linebackers, uh, you need big, tough, physical guys in front of them so that they can run around free. And, yep. and Poles understands that, and he's done it, right? <clears throat> and we even have some D tackles that can play in and out now. So you, you can even get – you want to talk about stopping the run. Um, you literally, we can literally field a line, whereas two 310 pounders in the middle and two 270, 280 pounders on the edge, that's going to be hard to run against. And then you have the core of linebackers we've got, come on, run the rock. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I think our, I think we definitely move from the bottom of the league in stopping the run to probably the easily the top 15, easily, just, just by these changes on the defensive line. And this kid is one of the reasons, you know, he's got to get in there and go get some people. And I think, you know, it, he's going to, he's not easy to move. He's not, these kids we're bringing in, they're not easy to move. So it, there's, if it's a, if it's a stalemate at the line, our linebackers win. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all we need. All, all they, they as rookies, all you just get a stalemate, stalemate at the line when they try to come through there. Our linebackers are going to win big time, and you know what? And, and I think we have such good coverage that we're going to get some coverage sacks for these guys. Oh, for sure, we're going to get sure. coverage sacks. So they, we may not still be that we don't have that edge rusher that's off the chain, but they're going to get some coverage sacks because no one's going to be open. And the quarterback's going to run out of time because these are strong boys. They're coming. They may not get there as fast as, you know, a, 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 an elite edge rusher, 
But in three and a half seconds, they're going to be on top of you. But you're also looking at uh, an NFL where a lot of the quarterbacks are shorter. A lot of the quarterbacks are not as maybe as physically like, you know, they're, they're not paid Manning prototypes anymore. Bryce Young. So, right, exactly. So, so that pressure up the gut, that is going to affect them more than pressure around the edge. It always will. Uh, I think pressure up the gut was one thing that Tom Brady struggled against. When you, when you got pressure in his face early up the middle, man, he, he wasn't a good quarterback. Um, but you think about guys, Bryce Young size, Tua's size, these guys, Russell Westbrook, these guys that are starting and you have a, you have six foot four, six foot six defensive tackles coming when they get their arm up that right. eliminates the passing line. Exactly. You're taking passing away disappears people. when a, when, a, when a guy who's arm reach, he's seven foot plus eight feet up in the air. You right. got to get that ball. You're going to start sailing that ball just to mm-hmm. get it. And now go ahead, sail the ball against Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. Right. Get right. a lot of air. See how well six, that works. Middle linebacker behind them. Right. Exactly. Who's a freak? <laughs> hey, man, here we I can't are, wait. man. I can't wait. I'm going to tell you just the fact that we had the 10th overall pick was mastery. And I call it mastery because we were number one. We added a ton of picks, and we added uh, a DJ Moore. Then, just by the incredible PhD level, uh, um, PhD level negotiating skills of Ryan Poles, we interview the heck out of who the Eagles want. Obviously, knowing who they wanted, just to fleece them for for a draft pick to right. move hey. up one spot. Right. Nobody <laughs> like we, they. They paid us. They paid us like to be the bouncer, you know, in the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They were just like, "Hey, you know, don't let nobody move up in front of us." We we're like, "That's gonna cost." <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you gonna have to give us something. Exactly. <laughs> and and then you year. look at it, and we land. First of all, we land. This is the first right tackle taken in the draft. We went for a right tackle instead of going for a left tackle and moving guys again. And this guy, as Will Anderson says, this is the toughest guy he faced all year. And that's the the number two overall pick says, that's the toughest dude I've faced. This guy out of Tennessee, he is a brawler. Six foot six, 355 pounds. This kid is the only kid with over 850 snaps that allowed zero sacks. Will Anderson Number two overall pick said, toughest guy he's faced. That's what we've got. We've got the best right tackle in the draft to fill right tackle. We've got a kid that gives up zero sacks coming to a team that gave up 55 sacks. This is what I'm talking about. This Absolutely. is it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it was, it, was, it was grimacing last year. It was grimacing last year. And you know what? What I'll say this, because I was a little bit uh, salty at the typical Chicago narrative at guys that were that were trying to get down on our pick, trying to say that we should have went a different direction. This is the pick that I like. I was I was glad that we didn't. Um, what's, what's, what's my boy's name that, that they, they picked uh, right in front of us? That, that, um, Carter. 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 I like Carter. But I'm I'm glad we went this way. I'm glad we went this way. Protect Justin Fields. 
Um, I think this is the guy that's the right fit for our team personally. I think sometimes you can have a guy that's extremely talented, but he's not necessarily the right guy for the team that you have. And I think this was the pick for us. Absolutely, 100% agreement. This guy was absolutely the guy we needed. It made a statement as our first round pick. This was the this made the draft every it, 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 if nothing else works out out of the draft then it, and that it, it it would it would still be an okay draft with just this dude. Like if we had one pick, it would be this is this is the pick. This makes this changes the face of our team, especially after picking up a really good one of the best guards in the NFL sit next to him with uh, uh, the best right tackle in college to learn from him stop man you talking about we we're running right Justin's going to be able to sit down take off the edge if he needs to but he's going to be able to sit down and relax in the pocket DJ Moore these guys running free oh and think about last year the few times where you heard the announcers say words like Justin Fields drops back with time (laughs) something bad happening to the defense if you give justin fields time is problems problems coming for the defense and that's exactly what this this guy is problems for the defense i want to say he had one of the best pass blocking arsenals i have ever seen in a college prospect i'm talking when he when we look at this dude's hand fighting we're talking about this dude is this dude is floyd mayweather of ham fighting in college. And if he's at that level already before he talks to an NFL position coach, man, imagine what this guy's ceiling is. He has variances in his kick step. He has false kick steps where he'll bait you into trying to connect with him and then take a kick step back after he took an outside steps to, to you know, cut off that edge rush. He has a, a rip, uh, uh, you know, kind of, pull down move where he just man he does it all the time where guys they'll get over leveraged they'll get extended they'll get their hand in his chest and he gets that hand on the top of their arm and just yanks down and it's violent and fast and guys hit the turf and then he drops on top of them he doesn't let them get back up this dude (laughs) absolutely amazing technique you're talking about will anderson yeah but he was in the sec man he played he played at tennessee he was blocking for hendon hooker who's now you know, his uh, his uh, arch nemesis over there in Detroit. But, man, he, he didn't just go up against Will Anderson. He went up against Miles Murphy, who went in the first round. He went up against Nolan Smith, who went to the Eagles in the first round. Like, these SEC edge rushers were no joke. No joke. And this dude blanked every last one of them. Everyone Every. blank them all. No sacks. No None. Sack. No, I think he only gave up two pressures. Two pressures all year. Like, insane. Man, so his pass blocking profile, man, absolutely nuts. I love this. This is what we struggle with. This is what we couldn't do. True pass sets, four on five, you know, five on five, a blitz rush, whatever drop back and can you block your guy not only is that a yes that's a resounding yes this is a dude who will give edge rushers nightmares he's going to give aiden hutchinson problems day in and day he's going to give Hassan reddick problems day in and day out they are going to really not enjoy going against this dude he's like you said six 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 three thirty and has 
35, right? <laughs> 35 has one of the most athletic profiles for a guy that big that has ever come out of the draft. Like we're talking like the last time a guy came out of the draft with a higher athletic score than this guy was before Darnell Wright was born. <laughs> before he was born. Darnell Wright won. The last time it happened was 23 years ago. That's how freaking strong and fast this dude is. Right. So he has some, you know, he has some technique issues to clean up in the run game, but I don't even care. I don't remotely care about run game issues. We can run the ball. We're not worried. I'm not worried about running the ball right. I'm worried. Oh, we we, we run right. the ball. I mean, we look, and again, I'm gonna keep pointing it out forever. There's a guy named Blasting Game that we wisely kept. If yep. anybody gets past any of our offensive linemen, Blasting Game will bury them. Oh, yeah. He 100%. will bury them. He will pancake them. So we, we Herbert, Dante Foreman, those guys are getting out of the backfield. They're, they're getting to the For second sure. angle. For sure. That, that's, that's, that's a done deal. And uh, if there's an offense that can clean up this guy's technique issues, it's the Bears offense. Like, if we want anybody, any any team in the league to say, hey, this is how you run block, man, it's us. We, we right. are the best running team in the league. Best running team in the NFL? I don't – after this draft, I don't see us losing that spot. Me neither. Me neither. And we are going to become a, – a look, if we are an average passing team – and the best running team in the NFL with a with a better than average defense, we're going a long way. Yeah, we're, right. we're going a long way. We're even if we wild card our way into the playoffs, we are not the team you want to see in the playoffs. You don't want to come to Chicago in the winter and have us run the rock for three hundred yards on you. Right. you. You don't want to do that and be able to throw for two fifty or three hundred. You're not going to win. You can't win. That's impossible. Man, and, and what's crazy, man, I, I've been watching a lot of like, you know, post-draft reactions and, and draft grades and da, 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 da and all these different shows. You want to know what's really funny, man? What I've discovered is Ryan Poles hates PFF. Either, either he hates them or he doesn't care that they exist because, man, they bashed our draft. They absolutely right. pooped on them on everything that we were talking about. They were like, oh, I don't like Gervon Dexter. I don't like Darnell Wright. I don't like Zach Pickens. I don't like Tyreek Stevens. Everybody, all the way down until you got to like Roshan Johnson. They were just That's like, I, I don't like these guys. First of all, I don't care because they're not NFL GMs. But second of all, Poles knows what he's looking for. He knows the guys that Eberflus wants to coach. He knows the guys that Eberflus wants to have in his scheme. He knows what they can do. He knows what will make them successful. And he goes out and procures those guys. He goes and says, hey, this is a guy that fits that profile you wanted. And Eberflus is like, cool, I'll teach him everything he needs to know. The one thing you can't teach is that physical ability. And Poles knows to go get that and take a shotgun to go get it. You know, he's not out here trying to sniper rifle picks like Ryan Pace was. Where, oh, I like this one guy in the trade up three picks to get one guy. No, nah, Poles is like, this is the type of guy you like. I'm going to get you seven of them. <laughs> Give me one starter out of right. that. Right. I love that approach. Love right. it. It's wise. It's, it's wisdom, man. It, it's what you never know. You look at the draft, Brady and Mr. Irrelevant from last year were our, 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 
playing playing football at, at phenomenal levels and they weren't in the right draft. Yeah. You know, they weren't picked early. They just weren't, you know, and it happens. And you got number one picks that are bust and you got guys in the seventh round or undrafted that are, are starters and pro bowlers, you know, and that's, that's football. Like yeah. it, it ain't, this ain't basketball, you know, where, where you just know this guy's going to be a baller. Yeah. It's just football. And, you know, what, what you, what we thought you were, you know, uh, 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 look at Braxton Jones. You know, if, if anybody knew he would be the best rookie tackle last year, they would have drafted him. Right. <laughs> probably, just, probably in the second round. Right. right. You know, we get him in the fifth round and turn him into the best rookie tackle in in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, hey, now we took a guy in the first round. Let's see if we can do it twice. Right. Best rookie tackle in the NFL. Man, if you can have that two years running, man, you're you're in great shape. Best oh. rookie tackle in oh. the NFL, two years running, I'll take that all day. Oh. And then turn uh, Tevin Jenkins into one of the best guards in the NFL. Man, let's, let's play football. Hey. I like our chances. Man. <laughs> I like our chances. I want to see how we look against Kansas City and the Eagles and teams like that. Because with with the way we're structured right now, I like our chances. I think we're tough to beat. I think so too. I, I like with the the fact that we got young new players now. I feel like this is just a totally different team. Teams aren't going to know what to expect from us. And now that we got these talented guys looking to make a name for themselves. There's no telling what what you know we might come out out there and catch teams off guard because they don't know what they're what they're looking for. We got a lot of young, like uh, Cuz was saying, athletic, athletic guys that even from you seen on the draft reviews that they're not even preparing for. It. They're not even expecting to 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 do well. So I feel they're like they're gonna get young, punched in the mouth with this young culture we have with JF JF leading the way. I think we're going we're going to be upsetting some some teams this year. And, and we. The way that we lost our games last year, seven games decided by one score. Right. Man, right. that was like second only to the Vikings. Right. And the Vikings do not have the kind of youth and core that the Bears have. Like right. their core is is much older, other than like maybe JJ. Like they really don't have that same upside. Our team has that upwards trajectory, man. So this is how about really coaching fun. and leadership. That is a team that was a really good team, but really undisciplined, and 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 it showed up in the playoffs. There's no way reason why they lost that game in the playoffs, except for their undisciplined. And we had, I think, the third fewest penalties in the NFL last year. We were third. Like that's that's says a lot to the way we're being coached. That says a lot to people buying into the hits principle. Man, I know Eberflus loves to talk about that, and thank God because it's working, it's working. And maybe that's maybe that's why we passed up on Jalen Carter. I don't think he was a hits guy. I don't think he was a guy that really embodies that hard work, that grinder mentality. And every last one of these draft picks, I think, is exactly that. There we go. The other thing is, you know what? Do you well? You got your first overall pick. You can pick the best right tackle. A guy's given up zero sacks when the worst thing your team did was block for the quarterback. And he's right. he's character guy. He's he's got everything you need. Or you can throw the dice on a defensive tackle that might be the fridge, 
but might be just a nut. What, what, come on, man. That's not even a question. Exactly. That's like, you. okay, do you want a Ferrari or do you want a home-built Miata that might be faster? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the crazy thing, dude. After the first round guys went, I think Anton Harrison was the last first-round tackle when he went to, like, what, 15 or 16 or something like that. After he went, dude, the next actual tackle, the guy, the next guy picked that is going to play tackle in the NFL, I think was Wanya Morris in like the fifth round. That's how big the wow. talent drop off after that was. So, uh, like, I think we did it perfectly. I think we executed. I, I, I loved it. I loved the draft. I Damn, loved I'm it. I'm not going to lie. That first round pick, you still can't forget, we also got DJ Moore. From what was that same pick and future picks? So I mean, yeah. well, oh, you can't argue with that, man. You can't argue. You can't with that. argue. We, we added weapons for Justin. We added protection for Justin, and then after that, we were able to go focus on defense. But without worrying about picking Carter and all those things that you all are saying, without worrying about that, we were able to get additional players that are going to actually make a difference on our team versus just being like what what you were saying in the past. Oh, I want this one guy, and I'm going to trade up i'm gonna do whatever i can to get this one guy now we've just right. filled a roster with with talent and 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 some some challenges for the other guys to put so they want to come out hey. there and actually earn their spot and keep their spot teams win teams yep. win there and kansas city again proved it you know I, I doubted them after they let go of tyreek hill i did too i did too you know and they came back and they're like don't worry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry, right. we'll do receiver by committee. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and, and the crazy part is, man, like, look, we've got, for the first time in years, we've got, like, really good quality depth at a lot of positions, man. Like, oh, wow. it's when guys go out, it's going to be next man up. We still need some more depth at tackle, uh, but we got Larry Borum who can sub in and be a swing tackle for a game or two. Think about the, the think about the different position receiver we are now deep at receiver we're deep at running back we're deep at tight end we're deep at linebacker we're deep at defensive back safety and corner that that's that is not sentences that we've been able to say in the past yeah in the past we were like oh my god if he gets in if you see a guy limping you're like no we're gonna lose (laughs) no right right (laughs) you're right you just knew you're like oh my gosh mooney's limping he's out for a game we're gonna lose because there's no one to get the ball and you know what and and that's the best part about our team being young and and with all these uh, athletic bodies because i feel like when you're on a team like that, when you go down, I'm looking to take your spot. I'm yeah. looking to, if I get my opportunity, I'm not planning on coming back out if you let me get in there. So, so hopefully that's the that's the culture and that's how these young young boys attack it. Because we, like you said, we're deep, man. We got we got a lot of talent now. I'm just like it, waiting to see it materialize. I love it, man. I love the shotgun approach, man. Just just take cracks at it. Take, take cracks at it because you know they turn out. It take cracks at it, and, and when you and and again, when you're using the shotgun, when you're when you're picking in the top ten in the first round, pick the most solid, secure dude. That was a sniper shot, yeah, and you and it was the smartest sniper shot I think uh, of many that were taken. This isn't even. I'd say I I feel like our pick was more sure than Bryce Young. As much as I respect Bryce Young's game, you still don't know if his, you know, 190 pound, five foot ten body is going to translate to the NFL. This guy, he's faced 
like you said, all of the top edge rushers and sh- blanked them. It's going to translate. I don't. Right? I don't think there's a guy in the top ten that went other than Bijan Robinson, who is a more secure. Like this guy is going to do the same thing in college. Exactly. Get that NFL exactly. guy than Darnell Wright. I think of the top ten picks in this draft class, he is one of far and away one of the most pro ready guys who came out of college. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and he faced the best edge rushers that he was going to, that, that are going to be in the NFL this year as rookies and made them look so average. It made them look so average. Blank so the, make blank the whole, didn't blank one of them, blank the whole lot of them. The, the whole crew, man, the whole crew, send them all one by one, two by two, however you want to send it, man. They ain't getting through. You're not getting through. Dog, no. <laughs> no. I love it. I love it, man. I can't wait to see this guy out there blocking for Fields. Fields just rolling out to the right, has nine and a half minutes to throw the ball. Man, it's ugly. Ugly. Right. He has right. Three and a half seconds with Claypool, Mooney, DJ Moore, and Tyler Scott running routes, bro. And, 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 and worse than that, but remember how many times Fields threw across the field. So he rolls right. He can still get the ball. He's got the arm strength to get it fully left. This is going to be nasty for defenses. Man, you can't, can't cheat off your man. You can't. And, and here's the best part. Where is the hole on offense now? Where do you attack? What player do you attack to try to break up our player? The center. That's it. You're coming at. Yeah, but like, that's Cody White here. He had Pro Bowl right. season this center. Yeah. But that that's where you gotta go. Okay. <laughs> where else are you gonna go? Right. So I'm, so yeah, I'm gonna send three guys up the middle. That's what I'm doing. And, and they get it blocked. <laughs> they get it blocked. Because Tev, Tev not gonna just sit there at left guard and watch you beat up Cody White here. Tev is gonna put your 300 pound butt on your back. hundred percent care. He's gonna help on that. He's he's violent in the help game. He will crack the mess out of you if he thinks that he could double team you. So, right. so, yeah, send him up the center because because Cody not going to let you just walk by, not like uh, certain people have in the past. I won't name any names. but Hey, I'm out of here, guys. Right. Well, hey, I'm Uncle. And I'm Nephew. I'm Son. And we're talking, talking Bears. Bears. Let's go. The Bears. The Bears. Hey,